Hey guys, it's George Camel, co-host of The Ramsey Show. We hope you had an amazing Christmas, and now you've got some downtime to unwind, get organized, and catch up on your favorite podcast before the new year. For this week's episodes, we wanted to try something a little different. So we've taken the most popular segments in The Ramsey Show history and created a limited series just for this week called The Best of The Ramsey Show. That means you'll hear some of our wildest, most inspirational, and possibly weirdest calls. In this episode, we're featuring some of the craziest financial mistakes our callers have made. Yikes. These are some of my favorite moments from the show, and we think you're going to love it too. Enjoy. Jack is in California. Hi, Jack. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Better than I deserve. How can we help? Um, so I wanted some some advice on, on my current situation. Um, I started binge-watching your show about three weeks ago, and decided, okay, I'm going to, cause I want to buy a house soon. So I paid off all my credit cards. Um, but the problem I'm having right now is I have a car that I spent way too much on last year and I bought it brand new because I drive about a hundred mile round trip. Um, so I spent 52,000 on my car. Um, and it's about an $836 payment. Um, and I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and pay this off. Um, because the value has already decreased to like 38,000 when I looked it up on Kelly blue book. So what I wanted advice on was I have about $20,000 in my savings. Good. And I put my 401k on, on hold just last Good. week. Um, cause I have, I had about 15% going in there. Um, I'm 25 years old. I got 40 K in there, what which I want to use for a house. Um, this year I'll make between 120 and 150. Excellent. Okay. So, and you, the balance on the car is what? The balance on the car is about 47,000. Cause I just bought it in September of last year. Gotcha. So you throw 20 at it and that leaves us with 27 and you make a hundred and some change and you pay it off in a year, right? Yeah. So that's what my, my question was because I was thinking of keeping like $10,000 in my savings. No, so you need I to get rid of this ask... car. Okay. You're broke, okay. man. $800. Yeah, sure. yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's horrible. I'd be I'd be freaking out. Yeah. And I, I realized, uh, you know, watching your show, and then I started paying off my credit card, and I was like, you know what? If I if I want to buy a house, I'm going to have a mortgage payment and an $800 car payment. No, you're not doing not that. Realistic in I'll, I'll, come, I'll come to California and box your ears. You're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, you, you, no, you, you're too smart to do that. Let me tell you where you're struggling, okay? You've learned all of this information and implemented all of this in a very short period of time. Your intellect went way ahead and left your emotions behind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you understood this yeah. intellectually, and you went like, ding, 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 and you start doing it. And then you're kind of like getting a little bit of emotional whiplash because this has all happened in a relatively short period of time. Agreed? Yeah. And, and you know, what? watching your show helps me out so much because a lot of this stuff is stuff that my, my parents are very frugal, mm-hmm. um, and they mm-hmm. taught me all this stuff. And, and they were you know, they freaking out when you bought this $52,000 car. Yeah, but they let they let me make my mistakes. Well, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a grown man, and that you know, stupid's not illegal. And you explained it to them right. in a good way why you needed this one too. Yeah, hundred miles a week, right. which means I'm going to destroy the value faster. <laughs> that was that was me justifying it in my head. Yeah, but I knew I, know, it was I heard stupid you when I was doing it. Yeah, I heard you. But you made me realize uh, how stupid it is when I started watching your yeah. show. 
I think <laughs> I think you're smart, and I think you're going to turn this around. It's just the re- the, the reason you're saying, but 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 but, but I want to keep the ten thousand dollars is is not because you intellectually don't see how this is all going to pan out. It's because you've done it all in a very short period of time, and you went from way over here in the land of stupid to rushing over into the land of the wise, and it, you got a little whiplash doing it emotionally. It takes your emotions a little time to catch up. So give yourself permission to go, this feels weird, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, and you feel exposed when you get down to that $1,000, and I think that's the point, right? Yeah. We want you running. Well, and we want all that money thrown at this stupid car to get rid of this debt. So but, but when somebody binge watches Dave, they realize, oh, gosh, I'm not safe. And they immediately want to get safe now. Yeah. And so it's, I get that impulse. i got to hang on to this. And let me tell you the other thing. Those of you out there that are, uh, you know, you've been broke for – 20 years, living paycheck to paycheck, and you work through this stuff, and you work your butt off, and you're going to sell intense for three years, and then you're debt-free, and you don't have any payments, and, and then you start actually getting some money, and then you look up, and you go, dead gum, I have several hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I have no debt. Mm-hmm. There's, a, that, there's another thing that happens is your emotions are still back there when you were broke, yeah. and it feels weird to be able to buy a $10,000 thing and just write a check for it, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, it, you, you, mathematically, intellectually, but your emotions are like back there when you were broke. Right. So you got to heal along the way too. Yeah. I mean, we spend more on copier paper and coffee here than I used to make. <laughs> right. In this building. I mean, I have, a, thou- okay. I have a thousand employees. But when I look down at that number and I see your heart stops numbers still. going through, I'm like, I'm that little 28 year old guy that's yes. back there broke 30 years ago. I'm like, crap. Yeah. We spent what on coffee? You know, it's like, oh, it's a lot of coffee. So, you know, <laughs> the last time I bought a new car when I was an idiot was was a long time ago. I went to, to we're looking at buying my wife a, a a new car and or a used car and new to her. I thought, when did the prices go up? And she was like, twenty five years ago. <laughs> right? But yeah, it's that same. They want what for a used car? Yeah. But as you oh. as you move away from uh, one set of financial values and operating in one financial reality and you move into another one your intellect often goes before your emotions all almost always and then like it's like later on so i have to look down at the coffee bill and and go okay this company did bring in 350 million dollars so we can probably cover this coffee bill (laughs) you know so shut up you little whining boy yes but on the other hand i look at that number and it just there's still that it still activates those old emotions and so that tells me that still today my emotions have not caught up with the intellectual activities required to run a 350 million dollar company and it may never it may well the co- every time they do the company grows so i can't that's, keep up <laughs> that's right that's right i can't keep the same thing with me you know sharon and i were looking at buying something last night and she goes i want to get this and i'm gonna spend a lot of money and then she told me how much it was and i went that is not a lot of money you little goob buy it but that, that nine-year-old little girl from east yeah. is still like well that one that, the one that was terrified and didn't think we'd ever be able to fill up her grocery basket again in the yep. grocery store yeah and now can and not think about it but she's like that's a lot of money she's like a mischievous like she's doing something wrong i'm like honey put two zeros on it and we'll call it a lot of money Man, it's not a lot I, of money i think dave that is so wise that w- whether it's your marriage whether it's your kids whether it's you're your in career, a new stage your with money. your money to always just pause have some built-in pauses to go whew Here's a conversation we were having upstairs. We're working on this new book. We're, I, I, you know, we, we say here, if you're not growing, you're dying. And I asked the team, it just hit me like a lightning bolt. 
what does growing mean to you? What does growing mean to you? And they were saying, you know, intellectual stimulation and exercise plan and a good morning routine and reading and spiritual growth and all these things. And David occurred to me in this conversation, this is just yesterday, by the way, so I'm still processing it, but when you go lift weights, you're actually tearing your muscles down. down. It's when you rest that the growth happens. Yep. And so it's both and, right? Yep. It's it's crushing it and reflection. Yep. And so it's gazelle intense and whew, yep. I'm in a new stage here. You are busting the lactic acid, man. Yeah. It, I'm in a, a new stage and a new stage and yep. a new stage. And there's the pruning that causes growth. Yeah. And, and man, it's always a breakdown to a build up. Always. And when you it's when you read that hard book or have that hard class, it's at night when you sleep. That's when the neurons grow. That's Is when it? the growth happens, right? Hmm. And so it goes back to it's both and uh, maybe I should sleep more. <laughs> I'll always tell you that, yes. But I love this gazelle, gazelle, gazelle. And hey, don't forget to be reflective and realize, hey, you're you're safe now. You're safe now. And now we're gonna start working about giving and building and, and it's it's just keep letting your make sure your head and your heart stay connected through this whole process, man. Yeah, that that's um so Jack, all of that rant to say that um for everybody else out there listening, what you're going through is normal. Yeah. It's a it's a normal part of the process for your emotions to catch up with your intellect. Take the whole twenty thousand down to one thousand, work the baby steps like you heard when you were binging, and let's get that car paid off and get that debt out of your life. And the good news is you can look back when you're 54 and go, you know, one of the dumbest things I ever did was back when I was 24. I bought a $50,000 car. When I was 24. <laughs> and you can look back. That this could, you know, you may have gotten the dumbest thing out of the way. Kathy is with us in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so I have been through Financial Peace University a couple times. Um, I've snowballed myself down to mortgage payment and student loan payment. Student loans will be paid off for public loan forgiveness in about two years. Um, my mortgage payment is a 3.1 per 2.5% interest. I have about 80000 left on that. Um, had to get a different vehicle. And this is kind of where the question starts coming in. So um, just because of timing and how it worked out and being out of town and no cars available, I had intended to use some of $45,000 I had saved to get a new vehicle. Um, didn't know how I was going to piece it together, but long story short, what I ended up with was um, an auto loan of about 41000 at 3.99% interest. And that was by mistake, I know I can get a better rate than that. So I'm trying to get in to um, refinance that auto loan. But then my questions come in, is that really, like, what should I do with this 45000 I have saved? I, I'm 55. I only have 25000 in mutual funds for retirement. What is um, your household income? Um, well, that just jumped. So it was at 56000 and then in August it went up to 104. Okay. So I guess you're going to have to go back through Financial Peace University. You flunked. I did with that car thing horribly. Yeah, yeah you did. And then and you just, just called and asked me how to refinance a car debt and keep the car debt while you have the money in the bank to pay it off. You just well, did that. My, like, what re like, I really want to know what's the best thing to do. Like, I do have the money you to pay You know what off, the best thing to do is. You went through the class twice. But then I have nothing, like I don't have you bought a car emergency you can't fund afford. left. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, you're, that's one of the things I've been wondering is if I just need <laughs> Well, to here's the thing. If you if if you vehicle. use your $45,000 to become debt free other than your student loan, which is another problem by the way. Did you know that 2% of the public student loan forgiveness people actually get it forgiven 98% of not? Yeah. No, I didn't know yeah. that. So I don't I don't have a lot of hope for your plan. Um, how much student loan debt have you got? Um, there's sixty nine thousand left. Okay, all right. So and I did recently check now, on it. Now you can do what you want to do, and obviously you regularly do that. Um, so here's what I would tell you to do. Okay, and this is going to be yep. very consistent with everything that I taught you in that class. Okay. Okay. We're going to walk the baby steps. You have a hundred thousand okay. dollars in debt. Forty of it is a car. 69 is a student loan, and you have $45,000 in the bank. You have a car you can't afford. You need to sell your car. You need to take $10,000 of the $45,000 and go buy you a $10,000 car. And then you need to use the rest of the money and pay it on the student loan. And then you need to get on a debt snowball, beans and rice, rice and beans, on a debt, on a budget where you don't have any life until you get that student loan paid off because the federal private student loan forgiveness program is an absolute scam. I just gave you the real numbers. 98% are not forgiven. 2% have. That equals a lot of people who bet on the government keeping their word and they were lied to. And you're one of them. If I woke up in your shoes, I would treat that student loan like it was a cancer, and I would pay it off really, really fast. I would get rid of the car and undo the mistake that I made there. Probably got to write a check to do that. God help you. little stupid tax check there. And then um, you move on from there. Now, you get that student loan paid off. Then you build your emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, and then you start investing 15% of your household income, which in your case will be $15,000 a year, $16,000 a year, until you get your home paid off. You're going to do all of this by the time you're 60, and and then you're probably going to have your house paid off shortly after that if you'll stay on a plan and quit losing your mind and driving the car in the ditch, no pun intended. So, um, but this is what people do, and we all do it. We all make mistakes. You made a mistake. Now, you've got a choice. Are you gonna Are you gonna double down? I'm gonna keep that car. Well, you can you keep the car. That's fine. It's your decision. You're like a grown woman and stuff. So, but you call me and made the mistake of asking me what I would do, and then I am duty bound to tell you again what I would do. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. 
This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. This next call of the day is brought to you by Blinds.com, where you never have to sacrifice your budget or your style because they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your home. Visit Blinds.com today to get up to 40% off everything site-wide. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jalen starts off this hour in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Jalen. What's up? Hi, sir. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Yes, sir. So I just actually learned about uh, the baby steps and all, all that we've done starting in January. But in December, I made the stupid, maybe smart decision. Uh, I ordered a Tesla Model Y and learning that it's $60,000 and that will put me in debt. I turned around and was like, okay, that maybe not be the best idea. But then I came up with an uh, idea doing research that I could generate it into passive income by renting on Turo and allowing others to, you know, drive do it as a rental property essentially for the vehicle and make that income back and paying off the debt with that. However, I'd still be risking having that debt because if things happen and I'm not able to rent the car out and things like that, I could still be withheld on paying almost a $900 monthly car note. So I just wanted to know if that's a good idea. I'm 23, I'm single, I don't have any other debt except for my current car, which is my uh, Kia Soul but it's currently in positive equity and I'm just continuing paying that off, learning from the baby steps. So just really want some advice with this. All right. There's a lot going on here, Jalen, but I'm glad you I found know. us. It's interesting, Dave. They always find you right after they after do a dumb that. thing. And then a month later they go, and I found Dave. It's amazing. But let me answer, let me answer your question. So you've got dead on the key of soul and you're going, I've got a business making opportunity by getting a sweet toy and letting someone else destroy it while I slowly, painfully pay back the debt on two cars now. That's a different way than he said it, George. You're right. That's the way I heard it. I'll say that, Jalen. So, no, do not get this Tesla. You need to pay off this Kia Soul. And if you do ever get a Tesla, I want you to do it with cash. How much money do you make? So I just got a promotion, actually, in January as well. So I'm currently going to be at 60000 plus incentives. You said 60000 Yes. So you're going to own a $60,000 car making $60,000 a year. When you put it that way, it sounds even worse. Yeah. Okay. That's why he did that. That's why he, I he, did he's, it. He's, he's it was a trick question. He's completely messing no, with Jay, you, but he's, you, doing, he's doing it because he loves you. He's, I he love you, you and I want you to win financially, and the Turo Tesla deal is not going to be the business model you, you think yeah. it is. So, Jalen, um, here's the thing. You, really good question, and I really appreciate you calling, sir. Um, a good way to make some of these decisions is to uh, pan way back and say, okay, when I'm 35, 12 years from now, which will be the best decision? And it kind of instantly leads you to not doing the Tesla thing and getting the car paid off and starting to build some wealth, doesn't it? Right, right. Yeah. Now, the Tesla only sounds good when you think about taking delivery on it. It doesn't sound right. good when you're 35. You have a 35. You have a 12 year old battery at that point with some wheels. Right, right. Yeah. And with my current car now, since I can get more than what it's worth paying off the the loan, should I what is the sell balance the on? car that I have? What's the balance? So on? I owe I owe 14,000. Carmen mm-hmm. is offering me 17. No, just pay it off. Just just work yourself. You got a job. Just work your work your way out of it. And then if you want to trade cars, do it with cash later. But let's just you you have a small car debt making 50000 60000 and let's turn around and get it paid off as quick as we can. Because, um, again, so the other thing I always ask myself is what 
and and I went broke when I was 28, lost everything because I was stupid. So one of the things I started doing at that point is I started talking to old rich people. I didn't want to talk to young rich people. I had been him. He was stupid. I wanted to talk to old people who had money, made it, and kept it. Okay. And, uh, and then I've continued that for the last 30 years, that discussion with old rich people, to the point we did a detailed, in-depth research of the largest research study ever done on millionaires in North America. And the number of millionaires out of the 10,000 millionaires that we studied, the number of, of them that said they became a millionaire because they went in debt to buy their car so they could rent it out was precisely zero. None of them used your plan that you presented to us a while ago. And so, you know, and, and because it's, it's, it's just fraught with disaster. There's so many things that can go wrong in that plan that you laid out there. And, um, it, it, you know, if you've ever had a rental property or ever put a property out as an Airbnb, you would know not to put your car out in that system because people just don't take care of it. People are gross, as a matter of fact. They're just gross. They're filthy animals. And so you really find that out about them when they live in stuff or will drive stuff that you own. And it's just you're going to discover that with your $60,000 car with your $60,000 income. So please don't do it. I think you're not going to. I think we talked you out of it. But just for the other people listening that are thinking of the same way, I wanted to make sure we drive the stake deeply into the ground on that. So, yeah, pan back. Ask yourself, what would old rich people do? Because that's what you want to be rich when you're old (laughs) and dave when it comes to spending decisions i like to think of it through a framework where i go okay is this let me have some self-awareness is this going to add value to my life is it born out of my values and i move on to motivation and this is where it gets really tough especially for young people (laughs) what's my motive do i have a good motive in buying this thing am i trying to flex on my friends do I want a shiny, cool toy so I feel successful? And then I go into affordability, and I go, can I afford this in cash? And if America answered that correctly, no one would be in debt, would they? Mm. And then you go into research mode and go, is this the best price, retailer, option that I can get? And then you go into timing, and you go, all right, is this the right time to buy this? What's the opportunity cost? Could I wait a year? Could I wait three years? And when you do that, it actually spells smart, which is really cute. Uh, but what it does, it helps you just take a pause and think through a framework to go, is this the right decision for where I'm at financially? And if you answer no to any of those, here's what it means. Not now. We're not yeah. saying we never want you to have nice stuff. I want you to drive a Model Y Tesla one day, Jalen, but I want you to do it when you get your income up, you can pay cash for this thing, it's a small portion of your life and your world, and you're not doing it to flex on other people, and you've done it because you're already out of debt and you're investing. That that changes the game. You know, I very few... There's so many people, we're, we're a car culture, uh, and cars, until the last 18 months, go down in value, and they will again as soon as this little supply-demand curve thing quits. They will depreciate again, and, and so it's the largest thing we buy that goes down in value, and once you've gotten past transportation to take your family somewhere or to take yourself to work, once you've gotten past that, the car is no longer a need. Everything above basic transportation is a want. And sadly, in my life, when I was young, before I was 30 years old, it was, we didn't call it flexing, but it's just trying to impress other people, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to make somebody think I had, I bought a Jaguar to, so that people would think I was successful. Yeah. Based on the car you drive? 
that's your measure of but that's what people do and i was that shallow i was that dumb jalen's not that dumb no john is with us to start off this hour in tulsa oklahoma hi john welcome to the ramsey show hey dave thanks for having me sure what's up good to, good to talk to you today you um, too. we I, i'm in a bit of a mess i've I moved for I moved from uh, Texas in January and uh, of 2021 this year, and this is the first time we've moved out away from from everyone. <laughs> um, the first time we had left the city that we 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 spent our whole lives in, and so we took a big leap of faith and got out here to Tulsa, and um, we've just really, really kind of gotten ourselves in a bind. Uh, I was I was listening to you hard and heavy for about three months straight before we before we moved and we had big big plans to sit down and talk through some things and figure some stuff out and we didn't and I made a lot of dumb decisions since then and we are in all kinds of debt uh, we've got from credit cards to loans to student loans car payments um, and we're just in over our heads so so deep that we're trying to figure out what to do, you know? Hmm. So if you were completely free, would you move back home? I don't think so. Okay. So what is the, was just the stress of being away from what was, uh, familiar. You think that added to the bad decisions? Is that why you're telling us about that part of it? I, yes, definitely. I do believe so. There was, there's a lot of, uh, with my wife and I, we, we, we let, we, we pastored for several years and for five years. And, and so we were out of ministry for one year and we, we fully believe God spoke to us to move to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So we did you take, know, did you take another pastorate there? No, I did not. Um, I'm also a plumber. I've, I've, I'm a, I've got a master license in Texas. I have a business there still that generates a little bit of money. Um, and I've worked for a plumbing company here in, in this area. Um, my wife is not working right now, but she's, she's about to go back to work. And so that's going to help us a lot. I know. Okay. Um, what do you we, make now? Probably about, I make about 78 with, with, one the one company probably okay. close to a hundred combined. Okay. And what does she? What will she make? Um, we'll probably be in the hundred. I would say hundred to hundred and twenty range together combined. All right, I'm going to call it hundred and twenty because you told me a hundred before you said she went back to work. All right, so yeah. um, now, how much is your house payment? It's fourteen fifty a month. Okay, and what do you owe on the cars? Each um, each. Now, okay, forty two thousand on one, mm-hmm. and I took out a loan, a person, a couple of personal loans, and one of them is tied to my truck now, and so that one, the total is about twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you already had student loans before you moved. Yes. And how much are the they? the student the student loans? They equal about sixty thousand. Did you say each? Uh, they, they're about, they total about They total 60, about 60. Okay, so 42, 12, and 60. What other debts? 
Um, oh, credit cards. Some more loans. Uh, credit cards are probably about eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, somewhere in there, maybe a little less. Loans are around twenty thousand. Just personal loans. Yes. Okay. So, how much of this did you do since you moved? Um, the the student loans and one car were previous. The big car that was all previous. About half of the credit cards were previous. The new loans and credit card debt is since we moved. Okay. So, how can I best help you? We're, I just I don't even know. We're we're just such at, at such a loss right now, and and there was a lot of bad decisions, like I said, that that combined us together, making dumb dumb things, and. We, we finally got back to church. Um, we just—I'm wondering if there's like a group here in Tulsa that we can find that—that that is a Ramsey group. Is sure. there a way to find that? Sure. We'll just put you into uh, Ramsey Plus and um, you know Financial Peace University, and all, there's a lot of churches teaching that live, and you can plug into that. I'll pay for that and help you get started. Um, okay, the, the, your your language covers. The words you're using and the way you're using them covers a lot of other mistakes that aren't financial. It sounds like. Yeah, there there has been okay. There's that, been some different. Yeah. Okay, let's just leave that there because it's the weight of okay. this doesn't the weight of this in your voice doesn't really match your numbers. That's why I was asking. So, um, so what if I said, uh, okay, we're going to get really together. Uh, you and your wife are going to work tight together. You're going to be on beans and rice, rice and beans. You're not going to see the inside of a restaurant unless you work there, and you're not going on vacation, and you're selling her stupid butt $42,000 car. What if I said that? That That's – we're we're on board. We're we're ready. We, we're we both ready, but we've just been talking about it, and we, we're ready to do it now. Yeah. yeah you guys, you got to start doing today. some stuff that's going to hurt. Yeah, there's some pain involved in living like no one else, so that later you can live and give like no one else. And 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 we're ready. Yeah, we just need some help to get started. I believe. And okay, you're gonna you're gonna sell a bunch of crap, and you're gonna cut your lifestyle to nothing. Yeah, okay. you've been you've been you've been eating candy so much you got a stomach ache. What it amounts to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, yes. like like I take one of my grandkids to the ice cream store and let them just you know completely founder themselves and then they're on a sugar high and their belly hurts right. Yes. And I you know what I, John I'm I'm just going to say this I'm not going to make you respond to it but I think it's time for you and your wife to forgive yourselves. There's some shame there's some pain that's driving some of these decisions. At some point you're going to have to say God still loves us. We still have a lot of value to ourselves, to our family, to our friends, and to Him. Allison's with us in Tampa, Florida. Hey, Allison, what's up? Hi. Pleasure to be speaking with you today. Um, I'm calling because I think I made the worst financial decision of my life. Uh Uh-oh, what'd you do? I am trying to get out of my timeshare. Oh, you did. Oh, you made a horrible decision. I know. It's legalized legalized fraud. Oh, (laughs) where did you buy a timeshare? Like what state? Yeah. Or what company? Where? I bought it in California. In California. What company? It's Welk Financial. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, How long ago did you buy it? Um, 21. Wow. Just had a weak moment, huh? 
Yeah. And, you know, my fiance and I are just now trying to save for our first home. So yeah. it's really just like. You, owe, on you still owe money on hard. this thing? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. And I I really tried I tried everything contacting them. They have reiterated to me many times they have no deed buyback programs and I cannot sell or transfer the loan to anyone until the loan is fully paid off. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh what a, it's a horrible, horrible industry. It's just the worst. Like I got the two calls back like to I back. I got whole life. Soul. I got whole life call, and ne- the ne- the next call has to be about payday lenders. I mean, th- th- oh, this boy. is like the whole life to timeshare to payday lenders. We're oh, gonna have to God. get his blood pressure machine in. Oh here. man, this I'm so sorry. Healthy. Yeah, you're just. How much do you owe on the stinking thing? Yeah, about fourteen k. Oh my gosh. So what'd you do? Go out there and stay like for free, and they put you in a room and wouldn't let you out till you bought, or how'd that work? <laughs> Um, no, we were at an amusement park and they, you know, offered us a free vacation, which we got whether or not we wanted to buy. And I told him like my boyfriend at the time, let's, you know, we're not going to do anything. Um, the guy obviously like was very good at his job. Um, he had made a lot of promises that I'm realizing aren't even true. Like, for example, if you book with one of their part, excuse me, partners, then you get a free week every time you book with them. So we went ahead and booked um, December, the end of September, come to realize now we don't get that three weeks because they're not with that company anymore. You know, things like that. Uh, so this is called a fraudulent inducement. Yeah, he, he told you a lie to get you to buy. So uh, here's what you do. And I, I don't know if this will work, but it's the only shot you got. Okay? okay. Getting out of these things is very difficult. You stepped into a bear trap. And it got you on the leg. And getting out of it by yourself, it, it's hard. It's very hard. And even with help getting out of it, it's very hard. Um, we, Man, it's, it's it's a nasty, filthy business, as you've already discovered. Yeah, right? and I have heard of the Timeshare Exit Team. They're and gone. They're gone. They got, run out of bu- they got run out of business by the bu- by the Washington yeah, Attorney General and by the – by. go up that avenue. Yeah, they're horrible. I mean, it was a horrible mess. They got – they did a good job. They got 20,000 people out, but they got run out of business by the timeshare business. They uh, – the legal bills, they got sued 60,000 different ways, and then they got – the timeshare business got the Washington Attorney General after them, and it was just a disaster. But for a while, that was a good avenue. There is a couple of groups that are still open doing exits that are legitimate groups. They're legitimate companies that do exits, but the exit, even using one of these people, is very difficult. Okay, so no guarantees, but and they're not. It's not an endorsement. I, they don't work for me. They don't, uh, you know, they don't pay me or anything like that. There's a company called the Newton Group, uh, and they've actually been helping some of the timeshare exit customers that didn't get help because timeshare went out of business. Uh, they're trying to help some of them too. But the Newton Group at timesharetruth.com. And uh, they've been here to our offices. We've met with them. I met with Mr. Newton and with the several of the lawyers that are on his staff. They're good people. But uh, they will look at you in the face and say, getting out of these things is very difficult. But sometimes they're able to pull it off. But no promises. But that's what I tell you, timesharetruth.com, the Newton Group. And okay. I, I, that that's the best thing I can give you. And other than that, just yell at the entire world. Don't ever go to a timeshare presentation under any circumstances. There's no reason. There's no free vacation that's worth putting up with this crap. 
These are low-class human beings. It's a low-class business. It's nasty. It's filthy. They lie. It's legalized fraud. Have I been unclear, Ken? Well, Dave, I was going to ask you to expound on that thought a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't think you've covered it from enough angles, quite frankly. But I don't oh, want to criticize. I hate the timeshare business Yeah. because they screw people. And now, I just can't stand when the consumer's getting messed over. Yeah. It makes me mad. So what if she can't get out of this? She's going to she, write a check. She has to pay $14,000, and then and she's then, the proud owner, and then the stupid maintenance fees are going to go up every year. Right, and then can she sell it? It's like, it's like, it's like a disease you can't get rid of. Oh, that's unfortunate. You can't, oh. you, they're for sale on eBay for a dollar. Nobody really? wants them uh-huh. because you get, the, you get the maintenance fees, and the maintenance fees go up every year because uh-huh. these companies are just, they're just straight-up scum. It's just awful. I mean, they all of them are engaged in it. It's just, oh, it just, oh, please, please, people. You know, it's, don't, never, never go into the tiger cage. The, that's what I call when you go in for the sales presentation. Yeah. Oh. It's like, oh, you know, I, the I tiger has that. not been fed in four days. Yeah. But if you can sit in the tiger cage and not get eaten yeah. for two hours, we'll give you a free Disney vacation. Yeah. You know, we'll let you go to the water park for free if you can sit with the tiger and not yeah. get eaten. And he's very hungry, though, we will tell you. And you sit in there with the tiger. Don't go in the tiger yeah, cage. They're going to win. Every don't time. go in. They beat you down. What do you think you are, Tiger King? Stay out of there, man. It's just don't do it. Stay away from the tiger. Stinking guy, I'll eat you, man. It's unbelievable. We should do a hidden camera thing where we put oh. hidden camera on me and let me be the most obnoxious question asker. Every time they put them, I throw a question back, and we just you keep messing. You could do that. I could do it. You it could. would be hysterical. Yeah, you're. It'd be a big hit, Dave. I go in totally mic'd up, you hidden would, camera. You and would I actually just, be the best Ramsey personality at being obnoxious. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. That means a lot. That's like the line from Christmas Vacation well, where, mean, where, where he says, can he says see, for, all right, do you send George Camel in there? No, no. Me, it's me. Do you send uh, Deloney in there? No, he no. would already be psychoanalyzing he would have before you could get out. He would have fallen and be hugging everybody. Yeah. And Rachel would yeah. make everybody their friend. I mean, yeah. you would, you or me, we're the only two that are left. We have the spiritual gift of confrontation. That's it. Well, and no, we just stir up crap. That's what I mean. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. And yeah. so just, just bugging him and driving him nuts to watch the guy need an antacid. By the time I'm done with him, yeah, you know, just yeah, like just, totally spit. Because here's what they do: what they do is it's high pressure, and they make you feel guilty. Don't you for love taking your family? Their freebie. Don't you love your family? Yeah, right. You don't love your family? Well, not come apparently on, as me, much on. as you do. Don't you love your family? Oh, I would thrive in that environment. <laughs> I would love that. It would be so good to expose Ken, the high pressure. Ken as the investigative reporter. Yeah, right. Oh, I may yeah. do that. Oh, I, I don't know. Because there's a couple of these guys that I owe them one or two right now. Oh, my couple of licks back. There's a, I, I bloodied their noses a bunch of times, but I'm not done yet. You're not? No. Off the top I ropes? I hate those guys. Little man. Jimmy Superfly just, snooker from the well, old they days? Just, they Dave just, the man. Because you know who it is they take advantage <laughs> of. You know who it is they take advantage of. It's old people most of the time. A lot, yes. The vast majority of these people get screwed yeah. with timeshares are right. the elderly. Yeah. They load them up from nursing homes, put them on buses, and take them to presentations. Oh, yeah. But they also prey on people who actually are broke. And what they do is they put a twinkle in their eye and they make them feel like they can experience what the better half is, is living with. The, uh, the, the I'm other, telling the you. The other half. I'm telling you. It is an absolute uh, manipulation, too, for, for folks like I that. I wonder what the poor people are doing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, for a really good price, you can yeah. live like everyone uh-huh. else. Yeah, you see what's yeah. going on there, right? Yeah, it's FOMO. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. For sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and if you loved your family. You'd spend time with them on vacation. <laughs> we don't guilt trip here, but oh, I just want you to know: Are you? A, I just want to know: Are you a good father? I just want to know: Do you love I'd your kids? Go, do you really think that works? Do you love How your kids? How simple-minded do you think I am? That's do awful. You, do you, wait a minute! You don't love your children. 
Come no. On. You look like a man that loves his children. <laughs> I mean, you have to buy a timeshare to prove it. Hey, folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Dale is in Boise. Hi, Dale. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Sure. What's up? Um, so I've got a question for you. I mean, we pretty much have followed, you know, all the baby steps, owned several pieces of property free and clear, pretty much dumped all our money into paying everything off. Um, but here later in life, we decided to build a RV park because it seems to be kind of the trend. And, um, we, we have an SBA loan, but we can't pay the loan off as fast as we would like to, because there's a really hefty repayment penalty. So it's like, well, what do we do, you know, with the extra money that, that we can't, you know, run like we usually do. You know, keep keeping it, you know, everything paid off, low profile. I mean, we drive the same cars that we've had for 25 years. We don't just go so out. So what's the balance on the SBA loan? Uh, $1.8 million. Ouch. <laughs> and it has <laughs> a prepayment penalty on a $2 million loan? That's yeah, highly so unusual. 10 years. It's uh, $2.3 eight percent interest fixed for 20-year amortization but we can't pay it off for 10 10 years and uh and how many years on the 10 how long ago did you do this mess we just it we just flipped from the construction takeout to the permanent financing good lord have you done the math on the difference between the prepayment penalty and the interest you would save by paying it off early it's um, 25% of the loan, so it's substantial. You know, you're looking at, you know, $425,000 prepayment penalty. Good God almighty. <laughs> at what point in uh, the process did you not stop and go, this is a dumb butt idea? Well, the, the, the cash flow makes it worthwhile of doing, but the Hypothetically. Unless nobody comes yeah. to an RV park because there's a pandemic, and then you go bankrupt. Yeah. Well, and you took out a, a prepayment of... penalty of 25% and willingly, knowingly signed up for that. Yeah, wow, so dude. Government at its finest. I mean, that's what... They, no, well, no, you, no, no, it's you. you, can't you can't the, government, it's the, the government didn't have a gun to your head. You signed <laughs> yeah, the paper. Dude. The, the, the lender can make up whatever wacko terms they want to. You, you sign have, you, have, you have feet to walk away, and you're supposed to use them. Man. Oh, my God. All right. So do you have any money? Uh, very little cash on hand right now. Most of it, all of our expats uh, money has went into the construction because the prices of everything have went up 200 to 300%. Hold on, hold on. It's not, hold on. It's not because of the prices. It's because you chose to spend it. Your your whole orientation is everybody did this to you. Yeah. 
or like it was out of your control, you know, like you didn't have a choice to do all this. So, all right, you've done it now. I'm going to quit beating on you. So here's the deal. Uh, what you've got to do is you need to save up $1.8 million as fast as you can and set it in an investment to the side so that when the 10 year clock goes ding, ding, you write a check and, um, you need, you need a tremendous amount of liquidity. No, you don't need to pour anything else into this freaking RV park. No. Uh, you're already deep in it. So what you need to do is take any money you can find from anywhere and begin an investment pool on the side to pay this loan off the day it hits the um, the the day it gets down small enough that you can that you want to bite the bullet on the prepayment penalty or the day it hits the ten year mark and you write that check. So you need a mutual fund that the target on it is I want to put one point eight million dollars in. And you better hope that gas doesn't get up to four dollars and fifty cents a barrel. I mean, a, a, a gallon. So again, people quit taking their RVs out as much as they have the again. last few years. Yeah, yeah. Again, dang man, that's heartbreaking. You're going to be stuck in your old cars for a season, man. You put it, yourself it, in it, a big old hole. Rates, interest rates go up. You know what happens to RV sales? They stop. And when gas prices go up, people quit toting around the country. And so, man, yeah. I'm just a barrel. We're just a barrel of good news today. But um, you, anyway, but the, yeah, that's something good happened to you. Call today too. Yeah, <laughs> call today uh, well, too. Uh, so yeah, you, the answer to your question is no. You don't put money back into the business. Yes, you pile money on the side as fast as you can pile it, as high as you can pile it, so you've got liquidity because you have a bigger mess on your hands than you perceive. And that's why we're both kind of we have both have both of us, John and I have a little panic in our voice that you are not experiencing in your body. And when that does hit your body someday, I want you to have a big pile of money because it's coming. Yeah. It's um, take ownership of your choices, brother. All right, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this special episode and we'd love to know your thoughts. We want to know if you want more best of content like this. You can send your feedback to ask at RamseySolutions.com. That's ask at RamseySolutions.com.